Well, Merry Christmas. This year for my Christmas Eve sermon, I want to tell the Christmas story from a unique perspective. Along the way, I'm going to take some creative license with the Christmas story. I'm going to make some assumptions about the timing, the order of events, and some of the conversations that happened. I'm going to assume that Mary rode a donkey, that Mary, when Mary talks with Joseph, when Joseph has his dream, and so on and so forth. I hope by doing this, it'll help you think about the story a little differently. I was inspired for this sermon by a book called Saint Is by Lisa Sampson and Dr. Leonard Sweet. So tonight, let's imagine the Christmas story from the perspective of the donkey. Hello there. My name is Issachar. I was named for the tribe of Israel that inherited the region I am from. Most people call me Issy. I'm excited to get to talk to you about some crazy times I went through. I don't think a donkey has gotten to talk since the time of Balaam. Do you know that story? Balaam was walking toward an angel with a sword that was blocking the road. He couldn't see the angel, but the donkey could. We donkeys see a lot. So Balaam beat his donkey for not taking him down the road, but actually his donkey saved him. God opened his mouth and he told Balaam so. Since then, we donkeys have often been a symbol of wisdom because we make our decisions for ourselves. Some call us stubborn, but that's not how we see it. I was born in the town of Jezreel, but when I got older, I was sold to a man named Joachim. He had moved to the town of Nazareth to find work and build a life with his wife, Anne. They had several sons, but my person was their daughter, Mary. Mary didn't treat me like a beast of burden. We were pals, you see. She used to call me to follow her around town. Now, I'm not just a pet. I often carry burdens for the family to trade in a city like Sepphoris. A few times we would go down to Jerusalem for a special holidays. I was always busy down there. I was happy to serve my family, but I would much rather be in Nazareth with my Mary. In our little house, there was a lower area where the animals would stay, then a living area where everybody else would sleep, or they would sleep in the area of a loft above. Except Mary would often come down and snuggle up next to me at night. She kicked me sometimes and snored when she had a cold, but I liked having my Mary near me. One night, as Mary was next sleeping next to me, I got the sudden feeling that somebody else was there with us. Have you ever had this happen? I picked up my head and saw a bright and shiny angel beside me. He started to talk to my Mary, telling her not to be afraid she was going to have a baby. Now, I don't know how this works for people, but with donkeys, it takes two to tango. Mary was betrothed to a contractor named Joe in town, but they weren't living together yet. But the angel told Mary that the Holy Spirit was going to make her pregnant. The angel also said that Mary's Aunt Elizabeth was also pregnant. We had stayed there a few times when we had gone down to Jerusalem for festivals. She seemed to me too old to have a baby, at least in donkey years. I was shocked by the whole thing. But my Mary took it all in stride and took it all in faith. She just said, Behold, I am the servant of the Lord. Let it be to me according to your word. My Mary was always trusting of God's plans. Plus, it's not smart to tell an angel no. 
The next day, Mary told her family what had happened. And they did not take it well at first. Perhaps the angel should have talked to her whole family, especially her dad. They seemed to think that maybe Joe had done something dishonorable. Poor Joe. I always liked him. He was always kind to me when I would see him around town. I even got loaned to him once to take some materials and tools to that town in Sepphoris nearby. But now he was in an impossible decision and situation. If he were to married, if he married my Mary after she is pregnant, then, then people would think that the baby was his. What he should have done is accuse her of adultery. The town would have stoned her or rejected her, but at least his honor would be intact. I had no idea what he was going to do. He talked to my Mary and her parents, but he said that he needed some time to think and pray. It was, it was so stressful. So my, my Mary made a decision with her parents' blessing to go visit her Aunt Elizabeth and Uncle Zechariah to see if Elizabeth really was pregnant. So she loaded me up with stuff and we headed off to Jerusalem. We walked about 90 or so miles, which was not that big a deal. We were there in a few days. And when we finally arrived, Elizabeth was six months pregnant. The baby got excited about Mary's arrival. And the funniest thing happened. The baby started moving and, and Elizabeth's belly started rumbling. Mary sang the most beautiful song there, including lots of the hopes she used to hear about in the synagogue that she would tell me about on our walks. We stayed there about three months. It was quiet because Uncle Zechariah couldn't talk. An angel had told him that Elizabeth was going to have a baby, but, but he couldn't believe it. And the angel made him mute until the baby come, came. I guess he didn't have the faith of my Mary. Eventually, we knew we had to go home. So we said our goodbyes and headed home. After three months, my little Mary had, was already showing. Her arrival back in Nazareth started quite a stir. With my big ears, I could hear the whispers and snickers that I thankfully don't think my Mary could hear. But when we saw Joe, he came running to us. I was a little nervous. But he took Mary's hand in his and said that he was glad she was home. An angel had come to him in a dream and told him that he could marry Mary, that the child was from God. So a couple days later, Joe did just that. He married Mary, and we went to live with him, though they didn't sleep together until after the baby was born. Things seemed to be calming down. My Mary's pregnancy was moving along. All kinds of rumors were started, but... Mary and Joseph didn't care. We were happy. After a few months, a decree went out from a guy named Caesar that the world should be taxed. Now, Joe was born in a little town called Bethlehem and had moved to Nazareth to find work. He was going to have to go back there and be counted for taxes. Uh, they, my, Mary and Joseph, Mary and Joe, they, they talked for a while and then they decided they should leave soon rather than later, so that they could get established in Bethlehem before my Mary gave birth. So a few days later, we packed up and headed for Bethlehem. It was a little past Jerusalem, so I knew most of the way. Mary rode on my back more than she normally would, because the baby was starting to hurt her back. That, and I'm not sure I would want to walk if my feet were so big and puffy as hers. We spent a couple of nights with Aunt Elizabeth and Uncle Zechariah on the way there. Zechariah could speak now because his son had been born. 
So we got to hear the story of the angel from his perspective. We got to meet their son, John. Man, he was one of the hairiest babies I think I have ever seen. I, I would swear he's part donkey. And that kid loved water and taking baths. I wonder what he'll do with his life. When we finally got to Bethlehem, the little town was already flooded with people. All the guest rooms and upper rooms of the houses were full. Joe had family there, so we found someone to take us in. But Mary and Joe had to stay in the lower part of the house where the animals would stay, which didn't bother me at all. I loved to sleep with my Mary. We were there about a month. Joe was able to pick up work with a few crews, especially fixing up all the upper rooms and guest houses for all these guests for the census in an overflowing Bethlehem. I like to be around, being around all the sheep. Do you know that Bethlehem is known for its sheep? It raised sheep for Jerusalem. Such cute baby sheep were being born, but, but I had done trips to Jerusalem, and I knew that many of those lambs would be sacrificed at the temple. Still, I like to hang around and bub up against up the, all those soft sheep. Then one day, Mary started to have the baby. I won't describe the process, but it was what you would expect. She delivered that evening and wrapped the baby in white cloth. She used my feeding manger as a crib. It didn't bother me, though. I was just glad to help after feeling so helpless all day. The baby was so cute. They named him Jesus or Yeshua variation of Yahshua or Joshua. Then the strangest thing happened. In the middle of the night, a, a group of shepherds came to see the baby Jesus. I could smell them coming, actually. They were amazed to see the baby in a manger and wrapped in the swaddling clothes because they said an angel had told them that they would find him there. Um, they had been out in the field and watching their sheep at night, and an angel told them, and then a whole bunch of angels started singing. They were excited to come and see little Jesus. Then they went home, and we finally got a little bit of sleep. About eight days later, I carried Mary and the baby up to Jerusalem to be dedicated at the temple. We didn't travel anywhere else, though. Joe kept working in Bethlehem, and Mary started to feel better after the pregnancy. Little Jesus started to get out of his infancy stage. Mary and Joe started talking about when we could travel back to Nazareth. Then one day we got another surprise, a visit of strangers coming to visit my Jesus. Wealthy foreigners who were dressed funny came, riding camels. They seemed nice enough, as did the men who were riding them. They had read some old books, and they had seen some kind of star rise. We donkeys don't look up very much. We look at where we are going and where we are. But that night I looked up and saw something. It... it they called it a star, but it reminded me a lot of the angel that had visited my Mary those months ago. They brought gifts for Jesus, gold, frankincense, and myrrh. I would have thought gifts like diapers and baby food would have been more helpful, but sometimes a gift is more about symbolism than practicality. I'm just a simple donkey, and, and I'm not quite sure about such things. The foreigners stayed a couple days, then they left. Before then, they headed before they headed for home. They told Joe that they had had a dream and that they should not go back to Jerusalem. That night, Joe also had a dream about going to Egypt. 
I'd never heard of this place called Egypt, but if that's where my Mary was going with Jesus, then I was going too. The journey was long, a few hundred miles. We lived there for about four years in the Jewish community. Joe is such a hard worker and so kind with others that he can find jobs about anywhere. Jesus got older and started to play, and he started to play with me more and more. He would lay on me, press on my face, pull on my ears. He seemed to have such wisdom for a child. Eventually, Joe got another one of those dreams, and we took the long road back to Nazareth. As we came back into town, we got a lot of those dirty looks. Again, I could hear the whispers from years before. Mary's family came around quickly, however, because sometimes absence makes love grow. And besides, who doesn't love a grandchild and a nephew? But the rest of the town never quite knew what to do with us. Well, that's how I remember it. I'm just a simple donkey. I don't know about big, the, the big importance about what we went through. For me, the whole thing was a lot of work and a lot of worry. We made some crazy trips and had some wild visitors. Above all, the whole thing makes me wonder if Jesus' life started under these crazy circumstances, what is in store for him in the rest of his life? hope you were encouraged to hear the story from the perspective of the donkey. May you, on this Christmas, have a special experience with Jesus as well. Amen.